Did you drink the ooze? Why can I understand you? Oh, great, that's the ooze. Hey, everybody, it worked. Ooze worked. Hello, all of you wonderful people out there. Welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. My name is Will. My name is Finger. What? Your name is Finger. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Finger. I got your finger. My name is Lee. Oh. My name is Chuck. Oh boy, here we go. And this week we are talking about the 2023 film Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania, directed by Peyton Reed, starring Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Lilly, Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Did he just say, just say, did he just say Michael Douglas? <laughs> Wait a minute. Michelle Pfeiffer, Jonathan Majors, <laughs> Catherine Newton, Bill Murray, <coughs> and Kate O'Brien. Yeah, let's not forget Kate O'Brien. Yeah. So. What did you guys... So. I, I, I don't... <laughs> Okay, this. I'll movie, go first on this one. Uh, let me. Let me. Can go, let me. Can I go first. Okay, you go. You, you can. Uh, let me just say this. I just want to say this. This is not a bad movie. This is not a bad movie. But there are some pretty big issues, <laughs> and I think they are very glaring. And I think it speaks to our problem that we're currently having with both MCU and Star Wars. Too much on the plate trying to throw way too much at the wall. You're nerfing certain characters and and just opening up doors that you shouldn't open just for the sake of, oh, well, now we can do whatever we want. Right. That's my takeaway. Other than that, the performances, great. The acting, great. For what the, the for the story that it was trying to tell, it was okay. But then things th- things take a turn for the worst in this movie in my opinion and that's that, that that's what I will say I am done chuck so the plot in this story is cliche at best it's we've seen it a thousand times um get trapped in a different dimension get trapped in a different universe get trapped wherever and find a way back out it's happened a thousand times over fine it is what it is it's a very sci it's a very sci-fi Plot line, I'm fine with that. Mm. <clears throat> but, but I think Kevin Feige was like, I want to beat George Lucas at who can do the most CG animation for an entire movie comparative to that of Phantom Menace. Wow. Because Phantom Menace was at the time was like 90% CG. Yeah. That was this movie. Except for the human actors, everything was computer generated in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Um the 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 end of this movie erases the entire movie. Like there's no need for this movie because of the end of this movie. I wouldn't say it erases the entire movie. <clears throat> I will say the end of the movie makes zero sense. Well that's what I'm saying. Is it, 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 it 
you're like, okay, that was way too easy. Way too easy. Yep. Like, first of all, he already has a way to get into the quantum zone. We've seen them travel through it already because they teleported through time and they went through quantum zone stuff to get there. True. They shrunk down. They got small. They went there. Did they go all the way down there? No. But the travel to it was already set in place, so they had to figure this out all over again. Um, the 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 ants. Uh, d- eh. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. That's eh. it. Yes. Eh. The ants. The ants. Yep. Eh. 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 I thought it was funny in the first Ant Man when the ant is sitting up, like reading a newspaper, or doing whatever it was, like <laughs> on the toilet. On the toilet, like it was funny in Ant Man one. You have now the other ones. You like... have the other ant playing drums at the end of that movie. <laughs> yeah. But that was in there for comic relief. This was in here now for like really. Yeah. Um. So. Paul Rudd's acting in this in this movie was Paul Rudd. I, I'm not gonna fault Paul Rudd at all. I thought he was great. I think Michael Douglas is getting old and he needs to stop acting, at least in action movies. Personally, um, was it was it was it Billy Crystal? <laughs> what? Wow. Who was that? Who, not Billy Crystal. Who was the? I haven't, I haven't watched it since we went. Bill to Murray? Murray. Bill Murray. Yeah, Billy Crystal and Bill Murray are not not at the all same the person. Same. I know that. I'm just thinking. Imagine if it was Billy, Billy older. Crystal. Older hey, actor, good to see you. Older actors that are not, you know, they're not they're not main characters anymore. Um, um, Bill Murray is not a main character anymore. Anything he's ever in, he's a main character, except for this movie. Um, what has he been the main character of as of late? Well, when he came in at the end of Ghostbusters, he was the main of the Ghostbusters. He's always been the main. Made in Ghostbuster. He made that movie, and he almost wasn't in it. I, but he wasn't the, he wasn't the main character of the entire. She was the main character in Ghostbusters. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying like, but when he showed up, when his crew showed up at the end, it was clearly like he, he had all the lines. He, he, but he wasn't the main character. I though. know that. I'm so he's no longer a main character anymore. He is a side character now for most of what he does, along with. Billy Crystal and any other actor who was big in the late '80s, early '90s, who is now old and doesn't do main character roles anymore. <laughs> Michael Douglas should be in that same boat. Oh, no, he should Cruise. not be. What? Huh? Huh? What? What did you just say? What? What did you just? I missed what you just said. Tom Cruise. He. He needs. <laughs> He needs to stop. He needs to just stop. <laughs> They're talking about a Mission Impossible 7. I no. <laughs> like, no. Um, but I, I think the end of this film just made the purpose of this film not need to happen. I would agree. Like, it, it just didn't need to happen. Yeah, like, I would... We did all of this for what? For nothing. Zero. Yeah. Is it big? We need we need, we need easy access back and forth. We don't have that. We have this entire movie to fix that, and then we have easy access. How? <laughs> what? No idea. You nope. build an entire no you build an entire movie on the premise of you need the core. This this core is needed 
for him to leave. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. But nope. No, it wasn't. <laughs> not at all. Nope. Clickily clack on the keyboard. Portal. Yeah. Yep. And I love at the very end when he's like, he's just standing there with her because she stays back to, you know, stay with him. And he's not even looking. And the portal just opens up behind him. He's like, let's go home. Not yeah. even a problem. Like, not, no explanation. Zero. Nothing. Like, after they just, like, there was a big sacrifice. Like, you stayed here. Like, you came back for me. Well, of course. Let's go. Because it means nothing. Let's because in two seconds, we're going to walk right through this portal. But nobody bats an eye and says a word about it. I don't see how, how anybody who's in this movie says, yeah, that makes sense. Go ahead and put it out. What would have been great? Is if in the last movie he got trapped at the end of the movie in the quantum zone. He did. No, he got trapped in this movie. No, he was trapped in the quantum zone. He was trapped in the uh, quantum in, zone. Yeah, before Endgame. And then the rat. No, I'm out. saying. Yeah, I get that. But what I'm going to say is trapped <laughs> to the point they got all they if they all got trapped in the in the quantum zone in this place, <clears throat> and they took an entire movie. To fix that. Not, they all get trapped. At the end of the movie, they retcon it in 10 seconds. If <laughs> if if Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly would have just been left <laughs> in the quantum realm at the end of this movie, this movie would have been, been fantastic. Absolutely. Yes. This movie would have been amazing. But, and no. Then, and, then, and then an episode, a, a movie later, or two movies later, do what they did with... Infinity with Endgame, and then no one questioned where he. I mean, we all. No one questioned where he. What they did with that at the end of Ant Man and the Wasp when he got trapped there in Infinity War. No one questioned it. Nope. And then all of a sudden in Endgame he comes back and you're like, oh, that's right, because it's been a few years since you watch Ant Man and the Wasp, and you're like, oh, that's right, he got trapped. Everyone's thinking that he was. Turned- I think it was like a year, not even. It, when that it, happened. But right. yeah. It was long enough where you were like, oh, that's right. He wasn't in Infinity War. And you thought that he was one of the ones that got turned to the, that went with the snap. I didn't think that. but So when I first watched Ant-Man and the Wasp, Lee was like, you haven't seen it yet? Wait for me. We're watching this movie. And when you get to the end, he completely turns his chair towards me just so he can get my reaction. Because it was fantastic. It was a, it was the best. It was the best ending. It was the, the it was the best ending. You have an opportunity here to maybe kind of recreate that, but no. But that's the question. Do are they saying? Oh, we could do that, but that would just be like we already did it. So why do it again? But if you but did he it, wasn't it would make the, sense. It would make a lot more sense than what we got. It would make a lot more the, sense. But in in Ant-Man and the Wasp, though, he wasn't in the quantum zone like he was in this movie. No, he wasn't in the degree. he wasn't in the same level. He was, no, he was probably kind, just kind of, of floating around. But, yeah, he was in but limbo. How, but but wait, how long was he floating around for? And was it a really long time for him? Well, no, he thought it was, it was like half. An, he, he thought for us, for him, it for was him, like, he said it was like half an hour. Yeah, because he was in the quantum realm and time moves differently there. So that's yeah. that's why. Kind of having a really hard time with that understanding the way time works because you know when you're 
making movies time is kind of important and just to kind of throw no, it all out anymore. the window just to kind of throw time and everything all out the window no 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 it's not what you think great i don't know they do they do movies like they did they did light year where he was traveling around the sun and for him it was half an hour for everybody else it was four it was a four year time, time that's time. completely different that's that's science and math this is willy-nilly the closer you are to a the closer you are to a, a mass or the closer you are to weight, the slower time will get or the faster time will get. You, like you said, they did it in um, they did it in light year. It's 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 funny that you you referenced light year and not interstellar. That, I was brought, just about to say interstellar. <laughs> I was just about. That was to say like, that was my next one. When they I went, know, they, they just, go to the black. Really like you know, when they go to the black year. hole. This is they go to the black this, hole. This is rooted in you know things. Great. This is not okay. But let's so, so let's do the same thing. Let's do the same thing then. Flight of the Navigator, same thing. <clears throat> same thing. Never Time seen was... Flight of the Navigator. Uh, yeah. You've never seen Flight of the Navigator. I've never even heard I... of it. Oh yeah, it's, what? it's it's one of those. Okay, it's one of those '80s movies that most people have seen. I actually, I'll be honest, I didn't. I didn't watch it for the first time until like a year or two ago. Really? What? Yeah. Yeah. Paul, grew, Paul Rubens is the robot. Okay. <laughs> I grew up on this. No, it's just, it's just a voice. It's just the ship's voice. I grew up on this movie. How? What? Yeah, I know. You Two years ago and never? What? Chuck, you're the, you're the older guy here, so of course you grew up on it. You and Sarah are the only ones I've ever heard talk about it. You were born in 87. Uh-huh. I was born in 82. Uh-huh. It's not like I was born in 82 and you were born in 2002 and you just completely missed an entire era. I didn't have older brothers or anybody to show me the stuff that was that came up before me. Neither did I. I'm a firstborn and an only son. Mm-hmm. Huh. And? So I don't have an older brother who came before me. I, we were born in the same decade. Mm-hmm. How have you not seen this? It's like it's like a tennis who wore the, the computer who wore tennis shoes. Have you seen that movie? Uh, bits and pieces. Short circuit one or two. I have them. Okay, it was, it's on the same level. How like? <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 yeah. We'll check it out. Actually, you might you might appreciate the movie. It's nineteen seventy eight. A boy travels eight years into the future and has an adventure with an intelligent, wisecracking alien ship. Yep, it's completely cheesy. But it it's, looks cheesy. It's super corny. This looks really 80s. Oh, it's, it's 78. Super <laughs> oh, 80s. Oh, it's 78. You just said that, didn't you? Yeah, but it's still... Yeah. It's, the, the, it's movie more... take, the movie takes place in 1978. The movie actually came out in 86. But even oh, okay. as I'm yeah. looking at this yeah. thing, it's like 86. This seems really... It's super mm. 80s. Okay. It's super 80s. It's super cheesy. Oh, isn't um, Sarah Jessica Parker in it? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. the nurse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an hour and a half movie. It's not a long. It won't take a long time to watch the movie. Uh, interesting concept. It's okay. definitely interesting. It's, a, it's okay. a. It's a cool concept. When I first watched it, I was like, "This is confusing." As a kid, it was because I didn't understand yeah. time and yeah. travel and all the. But I mean, growing up and being like, "Oh, that's Pee Wee Herman!" Like, God no. <laughs> but two years ago, and never like I am like. I'm shocked. Like, I'm shocked. I think you'll get a kick out. I think it's super cheesy, but you'll get a kick out of it. Okay. It's a fun It's a fun movie. And don't take it serious, because it's not like time travel serious. There's no, like, no. the rules don't apply. 
you have to put the rules of time travel like out because the, there are no rules of time travel. No well, rule of time travel ever makes sense. There is. I've seen two movies where time travel does make sense. One of them was this movie. I forget what it was called, but this group, these five, four or five people, they traveled back in time. And the only things that were back in time were inanimate objects. People were not there. They were the only people that were there because because the, the people that were there have either died or they've lived beyond that time frame. So they went back to where there's no people there. The other one that did it that I thought was really, really well was Star Trek First Contact, where they're actually in this time loop, like this time bubble almost as they're traveling back and they're seeing history change. And they're not affected by it because they're in the vortex of time. Hmm. What about Time Trap? That was interesting. Have you seen Time Trap? No. That I, was actually a really cool movie. I thought you saw that one. No. It's on Netflix for a cla- it's a it's a Netflix movie. It's got the other the Wilson brother that nobody knows, Luke. like not Luke and not Owen. Oh yeah, it's like the, it's like their other brother. That's a weird Josh one. or something. Josh. It's a cl- <laughs> it's it. It's a it's a it's a B movie at best. Yeah, but it but it's could be a C movie. Mm. Uh, could be. But, but it was surprisingly good. Was, I would actually I would actually do a I would do a podcast on that movie. I'd rewatch it. Time Cop? No, Time, time trap. trap. Time Trap. Time Cop is Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. We can throw time that trap. we can throw that up there. I already have an idea for what we're doing for my next choice, but we'll 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 talk about that. Anyways, we got off a little bit. Lee, your thoughts on Quantumania before we get into this? I'm 50-50 with it. I mean, okay. the reason I think the reason why I'm not um why I'm not like really upset at the movie is because of everything else we've gotten from Marvel as of late. <laughs> yeah. This was better than like it's better than that than that. So I'll take it. Um, there were parts of it that you know I thought were great. There were parts of it that I thought were dumb. Um, but I think the big thing is I had a coworker who's who told I'm like, "What do you think of it?" And he goes, "Meh." And I'm like, "Okay, why?" He goes, "Well, the whole thing was in the quantum realm." And I'm like, "Okay." Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, so it's always there." And I'm like, "All right, well, I mean, it's called quantum mania. I guess that kind of makes sense." So if there was a little less always in the quantum realm. It probably could have been a much better movie, not just like everything's a CG world. So for me going into it, I had that expectation. So f- I think I I liked the movie more because I knew what I was going into. Because yeah, you mentioned that to me when we were going into it. Yeah. And I was like, so I went into it expecting it to be all CG. Yeah. And it was. Right. So right. I was like, okay, fine. Like, I'm okay with that. Um, I liked uh, the guy with the gun for a face or whatever. <laughs> Whatever he was, was it a gun for a head? Cyclops. Yeah, it was like a bazooka for a head or something. What's his name from the first movie? Who became the robot? Oh, 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 Darren. 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 My name is Darren, (laughs) and I'm not a. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, no, he. Modok. Modok. Yeah, yeah, that was. They stole that concept of that character too in the, from a kids movie. Uh. Modok is a Marvel character, yeah. I know, but they also have you ever seen have you ever watched let your kids watch Spy Kids? Yeah. 
You ever seen George Lopez as the bad guy in yeah. same concept? It, it was a Marvel character. So, yeah. Yeah, same Spy con- Kids, they didn't rip it off from Spy Kids. Spy Kids ripped it off from Marvel. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, there were parts in it that I thought were funny. I thought it, it, it fit in with everything we've seen um, from the Ant-Man series. And, yeah, I mean... It's definitely not the worst Marvel movie that's no. come out. No, it's not. Not um, the worst. But it, but it also it. it but it's. You I know. liked it better than Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yes. I mean, th- there are parts of Doctor Strange that I've I've thought about, and I'm like, oh, that was kind of cool, though. Um, I think it was just disappointing because it was not a multiverse, you know, in the sense that we expected it to be, you know, except for that one scene where they went through different things and suddenly they were paint for a moment, you know, and. I don't know. I, I just I feel like this this left things to you know to be desired, but for what it was, all they were trying to get at here is is King is a bigger deal than we know, right? You know, a much bigger deal. And the ending of it was like, okay, hmm. So now that I'm thinking about it, this movie. <laughs> For Marvel, as we talked about tonight with episode seven in Mandalorian, I know that these are going to come out different times. Episode seven of Mandalorian would have been better if it fit into the story better and they didn't ruin the rest of the season. I think this movie would have been better if they hadn't ruined the last six films. Mm. Yeah. Because this this fits better into the original saga whereas the last five or six films don't okay you think this fits in with the original saga well it fits in better with the story that we know of ant-man prior to endgame his story is still linear the stuff that came after endgame except for spider-man Nothing really fits anymore. No, we don't know where it fits. <sighs> we know where this fits. And I think that if if we had more of that in the rest of what's been happening in the last five years with that, with um, we know where it, fit, Marvel, it fits with Loki. Well, only because of Kang. But take Kang out of it, and this still fits into the Ant Man saga. It still fits into that. It's his own little thing. I guess so. It's not going so far off base where we're like, Moon Knight, fantastic show. How does it fit into the? How does it fit into the Marvel universe? We don't know. 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 Mm. Eternals. How does it fit into the Marvel universe? Aside from them, the only reason that they make it fit is because they used one line. You're not supposed to interfere with anything that happens with the human race. Well, it, it great it, Eternals <laughs> Eternals fits because they introduce the Celestials. Hey, and they've come back when? Well, we don't know exactly. No. <laughs> exactly, we don't we, we don't, don't know when they, we don't see them yet. Once they come back in ten years, we'll we'll understand that. You're not gonna, but you're not gonna tell the story of Secret Wars without the Eternals. Or without the Celestials. Like, you're not going to do that. I get that, but what are they going to do? Wait 10 years for that? Well, it's no, like they introduced what's invasion, his name? The invasion comes out when? Uh, June. Okay, if, okay, there you go. Invasion comes out in June, so I'm assuming 
that every that well their their plan is bad but i'm assuming that everything that they've been doing over the past few years has been kind of building up to secret invasion or the secret wars or whatever it is that like it 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 is i don't like the road that it's on but it is clearly building to something we just don't know what the- we have no idea what mm-hmm. Right. I think that's the scary thing is we don't know. With when they first started doing Marvel and they were doing the end credit scene to tie things together, and you kind of had an idea of what was going on. Even the, even in phase one, you knew that they were building. After the second movie, you knew that they were putting together the Avengers. Right. And then you you knew, you had an idea of where they were going with it. And then by the second phase, you're like, we're going to get to the end game. And we had an idea of that even, you know, down the road. Right now, we have no idea what's going on in the Marvel Universe because I don't think Kevin Feige knows what's going on in the Marvel Universe right now. It's possible. It's it's interesting because it, it it always seemed like they had, you know, this this basic trajectory and where they were headed. Um, it, it you know what it, it feels like makes, to me. It makes me think like they're really trying to throw us all off, and then they're just gonna like shock us with one movie like seven movies from now and be like, oh, that kind of makes sense, and we're all just gonna eat it up and buy it. It, you know what I think the problem is. One of the big problems that they're having right now is they they clearly want to do Secret Wars. Like, it's clearly moving in that direction. But Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, even though they own the IPs, they're not introducing the Fantastic Four. They're not introducing X-Men. Not yet. But they should have done that already. I know. That's I, I think that's part of the problem that the MCU is having right now. For whatever reason, they're not introducing these characters. How much? You know, they had a they had a couple of good opportunities to introduce these. X-Men. You're right; they absolutely did. They absolutely. And but I'm just saying, that how ball. much more? How much Ralph. more cohesive? You see that Secret Wars? Secret yeah. Wars? Yeah, it's just 2026. That's yeah. not so, accurate. That's just IMDb with absolutely no information. Just oh no, Secret Wars is coming out in 2026. I saw the same thing. In, uh, but, independent, but actually, independent, independent from IMDb. They're yeah. doing. They're doing invasion. Mm. They're doing yeah, I mean, they're gonna... a, a, a Avengers, um, Kang movie, where he's. They're doing Kang that. Dynasty. Kang yeah. Dynasty. Thank you very much. And they're doing um, Secret Wars. Well, we know. We know fi- that let me, Kang's let me, the big let me, bad. Let me finish before you go. Let me finish before you go. A lot of the problems the MCU is having right now could be rectified if a couple of key characters were introduced way earlier. Like. Mm-hmm. Like and and maybe this is just my bias seeking. Like at the very least, at the very very least, we should already have a clear path for Reed Richards, for Doom, mm-hmm. for Cyclops, for um Xavier. We should mm-hmm. and and of course Spider Man. Like those core characters that carry the invasion should have already been established. But they introduced them all and then killed them all. Right. They didn't. Yes. They did not introduce Doom. They and, didn't introduce Doom and the MCU. They haven't introduced Doom yet. They but did not I'm, saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, like MCU. when you when most you look of them, at sorry, most of them. When you only look at Reed Richards outside of Spider Man. 
when you look at Reed Richards, go ahead. Sorry, sorry when you look at when you look at everything that's happened after Endgame, that's when everything should have been building. That way, everything at this point would make a lot more sense and it would feel a lot more cohesive. Not having some of those core characters that you're do that, or, or just flat out not doing anything with those core characters, it's creating a lot of problems for what they're clearly building towards. <laughs> that's I think that's a really big problem. A really yeah. big problem. It could be it could be all fixed. Just I, so I think what's ruining this is the TV shows. If they just kept the TV shows and made them movies, different story. Make a Hawkeye movie. Make a Loki movie. Make a Wanda. Did you say hot guy? Hot guy. Okay. Yes. Hot guy. Um, hot guy. If they made these movies, it, I think it would be better because now you're going into miniseries mixed in with all this other stuff, and there's two years in between the miniseries each each season, and it's going to extend what they're trying to get to, and it's just it's taking too long and it's too much. Loki would have been cool as a movie. Let me rephrase that. Loki would be cool if he died and well, never came back. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about Loki for the third time, and it goes back to what I was saying before about the problems that they're having. No resurrection. Hang on. Loki never needed. Well, it could have happened, but for the most part, the story that took place within Loki about you know the time variance and all that, and going to a whole bunch of different places and different universes in the multiverse, all that could have been alleviated. If you just introduced Fantastic Four and you had Reed Richards and that big brain of his at the helm, a lot of this could have been avoided. Mm. That's just my opinion, though. Well, we were introduced to the concept of an aerospace engineer. You're absolutely Mm -hmm. right. We were. And And then we got... And then no end then. No end then. No no end end at all. No, and, and then we got introduced to the Quicksilver, and then no Quicksilver, you know. And then we get introduced to Xavier, and then dead Xavier. Then we get introduced to Reed Richards, and then dead Reed Richards. And then we get introduced to the majority of them, and then they all die mm-hmm. in a matter of. I mean, they nerfed. I have never seen them nerf massive characters so easily. Yeah, it was like such a slap in the face. It was. Is. To, to massively, I mean, Professor X. Patrick Stewart as Professor X comes in. He has been a staple in the X-Men universe for 20 years. He's been a- MCU brings him in for 20 seconds, and he is he is in the Marvel in the in the X-Men universe, he is one of the highest class mutants on the planet. Mm-hmm. He is he is just below Phoenix. Yeah. Like it's Phoenix, him and Magneto are like the like he's one of the top. And they just annihilate him in seconds. Yeah. I think the reason why I'm harping so hard on there being no Reed Richards is because I think he would be the big brain to kind of put everything together that's going on inside of the MCU right now. And I'm sure there is a logical explanation for everything to make sense. It's just it, it has. I think it kind of has to happen through his purview. Not, but anyways. he's dead. So Lee, can, can continue. <laughs> well, I don't really have much else to say, but I okay. will say I I like that. You know, we kind of have our our resident um, experts in different areas, and you will clearly have more of a background in the comics and a the background bit. of like the Marvel stuff 
that from a comic standpoint. Like, Chuck, I don't think you really read a lot of comics. You do appreciate the characters like I do, yeah. but you mostly know stuff from, like, animated, uh, you know, something that's animated, whether it's Yeah, I go action. back, I mean, I go back to the 90s of watching this stuff. Oh, yeah, And exactly. then bringing it in, and all the Netflix stuff, and right. I followed everything, not everything, but I followed a majority of all this stuff for the past 30 years now of, so I know what they're doing for the most part, and I've seen... I will say this: What Kevin Feige did and what the MCU did, bar none, was when they did the Endgame saga. Bar none, there's nothing been done like that before. Never. Nope. It, it was no. amazing. Yes. And we and we said, and it should have stopped there. We we did say like there's there's no way they can keep this momentum and keep of course going they up. can they you can. Because Disney they, went out they and bought and purchased IPs in order to use certain characters to tell the Secret War story, which, in my but opinion, look what happened. I I understand. Which, in my opinion, this, the story of Secret Wars I think is a lot more compelling than the Infinity Infinity Stones or Infinity Gauntlet saga. That's just me, but you need to have certain characters in place. That's that's and that's big problem with what's happening uh, and right I think now. that's the, and I think that's what the, when they did the MCU for the first time and you they even with the incredible hulk dark world bef, dark world even with these what they what the MCU did before it became Disney is they did a fantastic job building up each character mm-hmm. and telling the backstory and show and giving us everything. And then, I mean, even the first phase of here's Iron Man, here's Hulk, here's Captain America, here's Thor, here's these guys. You know, you have your side characters like Hawkeye and um, Black Widow, you know, and, and, and they brought it all together. And you're like, I've never seen a crossover like this before. No, and never, it was, it never. was fantastic. Yeah. And then they kept that momentum going. And then you're like, what is the full story here? And you, when you get Endgame, you're like, and then you get the infamous lines of Avengers Assemble. You know, mm. when you hear stuff like that, or when you see Captain America pick pick up Thor's hammer, yeah, and yeah. you're like, I knew it. Like you, you, all that stuff happens. You, you sit there and you go, why couldn't they continue to do that with these new characters? They haven't done that because they don't ha- because they're not using the characters that they need to be using now in order to make this make any kind of sense. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They're trying. To, I mean, they're, they're they're still they're still very much. Well, my opinion, my my the way that I'm looking at it, they're still very much trying to play with the toys that they have. Mm. And I, I'm just I'm really curious if we're ever gonna. I'm more curious in finding out what the holdup is than anything else right now. The holdup is the TV shows. No, no, I mean the holdup in introducing Fantastic Four, the holdup of introducing X Men. Why, why is it not being established? <laughs> it can't. My it opinion, can't just. It can't go, just all be. Oh, uh, what are they scared that fans aren't going to enjoy it because there's I, no Hugh Jackman? Like, is that like is that's the? I, I think I think that's the fear is that they don't they want to do it right because they're. They're afraid that if they mess if they mess this storyline up, they lose all the fans. It's not so think- it's not that difficult to make the story and do it right. Reed Richards is the genius. Yep. And Cyclops is the one that pulls everybody together. 
That's right. All you have okay. to do. That's 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 literally all you have to do. If they started do if they started doing with this what they did with Iron Man in the 15 years ago, we'd be on the right path. Oh yeah. Yeah. But they're not doing that. Nope. What what the reason why I say TV shows is because they have to fill in the gaps from Loki season 1 to Loki season 2 and you have to understand what's going on that. That's a 2-year gap. What if they have to introduce X-Men after that gap? Because they're going to introduce that to the next phase. The TV shows right now are throwing a wrench into so much. They should have just done movies and stuck with it. The TV shows are putting way too much information in that we don't even care about. They could have dropped an aerospace engineer thing into a movie. They could but have aeros- dropped... But, but, these- that, but that was the thing. Okay. I'm, I, maybe and maybe I'm, I'm alone in this. The aerospace engineer, engineer, the aerospace engineer for me was a total tease that it was oh, either going to be Richards or it was going to be Doom. Yep. And for it just to happen and go nowhere is. And be nothing. Wow. Wow. Yep. I mean, to even introduce Ralph, Ralph. as Quicksilver. Ralph. As Quicksilver and then say it's not Quicksilver. Like, we all know he's Quicksilver. We all, like, that was a perfect way of, of bringing in the Fox universe yes. of, of the X-Men into the MCU. Yes. Like, when they brought, when they brought what's-his-name, Matt Murdock, into, into as... In Spider-Man, yeah. yeah. Into Spider-Man. Absolutely. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. That was done beautifully. They, they did that with X-Men, and they went, nope, never mind. Even with... Even with Patrick Stewart, never mind. He's powerful. Nope, he's not. So, with Quantum Mania, to get back onto Quantum Mania, it fits into the Ant Man storyline, but it doesn't fit into anything else right now. And that's the part where it's like, if it fit, it would be a thousand times better. Other than that, it's fantastic, mm. except for the end. Yeah, but you're absolutely right. And I You're don't think this right. movie is going to be hard to go through because it's going to be a little bit of stuff, then a lot of action, then a little bit of stuff, then a lot of action. So this it's, isn't it's going to take us long to go it, through. It's going to be it's going to be quick. It's going to be quick. <sighs> I don't have a lot uh, in the terms of notes. I mean, even if you look at like the three act structure, like the first act is very much establishing like the family unit, right? And yep. you have Cassie, who's you know going to jail. She's actively trying to become like the hero because Scott won't. And all this stuff, and he wrote an audiobook, or he wrote a book, and he's listening to his own audiobook. So now it's like we're in this position where his daughter wants to be the hero. The entire family is really upset with Scott because he's not doing his duties as a hero. He just wants to, you know, be the author and go around collecting free stuff from the people in the town, a couple of which who think he's Spider Man for whatever reason. Thank you, Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did this start in, what was it, Endgame when he's having. Breakfast or something like that with Thor, with with Professor Hulk. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they're like, I want. He's like, Well, I'm Ant Man. And now he's getting what he wants, and that's all he's focused on now. That's all he's focused on is the fame and the glory and everything else. He's not focused on really much anything else. I. It's. It is what it is. Um. I even like when they're sitting down at the table. They're getting ready to eat. They completely steal that thing from Back to the Future too, where they make the pizza get really big. Oh yeah! Like he put, oh, yeah. He, he he puts a droplet of his pin particles on the pizza. The pizza expands ten times the size. They do the same thing in 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 Back to the Future too. So that was kind of cool. Level four, please. 
And yes, of course. Of course. It's a common thing. They do that. that It's a common sci-fi thing. It's clearly Back to the Future, too. (laughs) (laughs) That, too. But I'm saying it's been used a number of times in a number of sci-fi movies. Well, in the future, we know everyone has a flying car. All food is in pill form. And the world is ruled by damn dirty apes. (laughs) So they all sit down. They're eating pizza. Scott's not all that happy with everything that's going on with Cass, but who cares? We find out that she built, she built a Hubble, te- a subatomic Hubble telescope in the basement because she wants to look into the quantum realm, and she's sending okay. out signals. And signals are getting sent back up, and Michelle Pfeiffer gets really mad <laughs> and tries to shut the whole thing down. Things don't go that well, and they all get sucked into the quantum realm. Now, I will say. That while the two of you are complaining, well, Chuck at least is complaining about all the sci-fi, I think the ride down into the quantum realm, passing all the stuff, I think that looked really cool. I like Oh, yeah. That. Oh, it's fantastic. I like that. I really don't have a problem with that at all. So I'm thinking about this whole time. I'm like, I understand she's seen some stuff and she's done some stuff, but she really should have told some people what the heck happened happened down there. Because that would have helped. this entire thing yes. from happening. But no... No, she wants to be cryptic, and she goes, just shut it down. I can't tell you. I'll tell you later. Just shut it down. It's like, How long know, did she think she was down there for? Well, I don't know, but it was she like- She said 30 years. Well, I was going to say it was like 30 years. Well, she knows in real time it was 30 years because they told her it's been 30 years. Right. But how long, if, if time is different down there, she must have been down there for what seemed like a long, either a very long time or like- Paul Paul Rudd a very quick time. Either way. Well, I mean, like they aged her up significantly. Uh, they aged her down significantly in the beginning of the last movie. Okay, fine. Remember? They did yes. the they did like the CG Yeah, that's what I meant. Everything. They they aged her up significantly. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not it, I would I would assume that it was the age years. matched up. Yeah. It just goes to show you that there's no grasp on any kind of time frame at all it doesn't match it you doesn't, know, while, doesn't no. while we're on that subject of like de-aging and stuff like that i i want to say that i thought that willem dafoe looked great in uh no way home like you couldn't tell that they de-aged him for that it just looked it just looked like natural like wow i kept saying like he looks really good like he didn't age since we saw him as as, as a green goblin before but that was because they actually de-aged him that was cg de-aging Hmm. You didn't worked, notice it, right? It worked really it just, well. It just, I didn't notice. Yeah, it. it like, I'm actually impressed. I'm very impressed. This is the first time that you're like happy with like them making someone's face look different than it really is. No complaint about well, the eyes. I mean, well, because they did a good job. They did a really good job. It they was, did a it really was fantastic. Good job with it just, it just, yeah. That's the first time I've seen. I like, actually a really liked good... William Defoe as Green Goblin in that more you mean than William Defoe. Defoe, I liked him better as Green. I liked his Green Goblin in this more than I liked the Green Goblin in the first Star of Star Wars. Wow. Well, of course, Spider Man movie. I know everybody did because it wasn't a Power Ranger villain. He it was he actually it, it was great. It was awesome. He was awesome in that movie. <clears throat> that is by far one of my still one of my favorite MCU movies. Oh yeah, No Way Home. I like how as soon as they get down there, this giant sun or squid-looking creature goes to attack them, <laughs> and now you have Scott trying to fight this thing off, and he just throws it. You know, he you know sw- swings it around, and bye bye, you go. 
And then, you know, we cut to we we cut to Janet because they're all split up at this point. We cut to Janet who gets into a fight with somebody who's trying to ambush them and it was just a greeting. She chops yep. off this thing's arm and the arm grows back with the knife still in hand and they hug and they get a ride and now they're on this giant bug. How how is the knife still in its hand? I have no idea. The things are it's the quantum realm, man. So if he's in the quantum realm, does he always have his power since he's tiny? Because he only has his powers on Earth is when he's really, really tiny. Or if he's really, really big. If he's normal size, he's, he has no strength whatsoever. Who? I think that's right. Man? Ant-Man. Uh, Ant-Man. Yeah. Well, uh, is is it relative, though? Is it now because he's super tiny, he has to go even tinier to have strength? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And when they get really, really big in this movie, is he really, really big, or is he just like... Going from this big to this big, in, in, in the relation to the world around him, I think that's it's that's the whole thought process. Is that yeah, yeah, and that's where the quantum realm doesn't make any sense. They don't no. do a good job explaining any of that. Shouldn't shouldn't theoretically he just grows and grows and grows and grows and grows until like hey, I'm no longer in the quantum. I'm realm. no longer yeah. in the quantum realm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That would make sense, right? Just that would make a lot more sense. Alice in Wonderland, it eat it, and then there you go, whoop. eat me. There, that's that's absolutely yeah. So, like I was saying, they're off. They got to go meet a friend. Wait till we find out who the friend is, because they're trying to figure out where everybody. We go to to Scott and Cassie, and they're drinking ooze, and you see Cassie with like the ooze oh, yeah, dripping the down ooze. her face drink and everything else. Drink the ooze. Drink the, only their chanting. How or, many or, holes do you have? Oh my god! <laughs> this thing. I forgot that was the best part of the movie. This the this fact little... that this ooze is what makes it so they can understand their language is yeah. dumb. Yes. Oh I yeah. I will admit they're at. I will admit. I will Absolutely. Admit it's bad. Like a chip or something like that would have been fine. Like a chip. oh no, drink the ooze. Just drink, drink the this, ooze. Drink this oozy dude. Doctor Who does a better job at explaining this. Oh, I know, but... And even after he drinks the ooze and he can understand what everybody's saying, this little this little pink ooze guy still wants to, like, give him more and puts a tentacle on its lip and everything. Do you want some more? I can give you some more. No, no, I'm okay. This, this pink tentacle <laughs> ooze guy is my favorite character in this entire movie. So... I have holes. <laughs> I have holes. And then he turns <laughs> into best. Kirby. It's amazing. Yeah. So it let me ask you this. Amazing. So they drank this liquid. How long does it last? So if they have to pee and they pee out the liquid, does the effects go with them? I don't well, think I, so. I don't think so either because Janet seemed to understand them just fine and we didn't see her drink. Mm-hmm. So, so it's class. a one and done time. So it's a one yeah. and done one and thing. Done. You leave. The, it's a one and you done. Leave the. You leave the quantum zone. You yeah, go th- back and you're fine. I think it's just kind of like you know it was all uploaders. I know kung fu. You know it's just it's just there at that point. I like that better than my idea. What was my, your my, idea? My idea was just listen. This ooze stays in your body forever. <laughs> <laughs> that That's has, not that how is, the body works. That is that doesn't hold at all. <laughs> 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 that's why I said it makes more sense than my idea because I was like okay so is the ooze still inside Janet like she drank it 30 years ago and it's still like there is it like it's cancer? the only thing that makes sense right it's the only <laughs> thing that makes sense 
I, I don't know because it, it would have made more sense if you know, like you said, they gave him all a chip, but they don't do that. They they drink the ooze and they can understand. And Janet has no problem, even though it's you know, just stays there. In so many wow. other movies, they've answered this question so easily, and it's always made sense. And this one, it's like, nope. And you're, and typically, it's like with a with a chip. It, it's easy to quickly like inject into somebody and they don't know what's happening. All of a sudden they start and like, wow, this you're like, I'm going to just choose to drink this ooze. I have no idea what it is. And I don't know. And then, no. and then I find out. No, no idea. No, no idea. <laughs> so they got a telepath there that, you know, tells everybody they're telling the truth and whatnot. Cause his forehead is glowing. That's how we know he's a telepath. Sure. Nah. There's a there's uh-huh. the, the robot that <laughs> sure. wants to, there's a robot that wants to torture them. He's just really hung up on trying to torture them. And, you know, we get that little pink guy who's really curious about humans and how many holes they have. <laughs> <laughs> it's seven, by the way, they say it in the movie. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so Gentora, played by Kate O'Brien, she um she warns of the Conqueror. He gonna find you, and he'll burn the world to find the. Okay, so we get our first hint of Kang. Uh huh. Right in this movie. I guess. Well, we've I don't known... understand why they're keeping it a secret. Like anybody who into... wouldn't, anybody who wouldn't saw this movie, I'm gonna guess like I don't know, 70 percent of them probably watched Loki as well. Like if you're that much of a fan, you've seen everything. So why even like hide who he is? Like they're like they 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 spend a lot of time in this movie building up to Kang, and it's like we everybody yeah. knew already. Yeah. No idea. Zero. So team Dan, Dan, team Jan, I can't speak tonight. Team Janet, uh, she makes her way to a bar. Everybody's speaking wiggly woo language, and Hank and Hope drink the ooze, and now they can hear everything that's going on. And a giant piece of broccoli decides that he's going to hit on Hope. Yeah. So horrible. Yeah. I think it's funnier that, you know, I usually pull stuff up on IMDb when we talk about things, especially if it's something that I'm not doing the notes <coughs> on. The, the the guy, Graham Fox, he's he's credited as Broccoli Man. Yeah. Yep, broccoli. That's literally, that's it. Broccoli, broccoli man. man. So we're waiting on somebody named Krylar. 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 We're waiting Lord on- Krylar. What a grand entrance Bill Murray makes in this movie. Oh, he comes off of this ship like the emperor. Like that's how <laughs> that's how they introduce him in this movie, and it's he's just as ridiculous as Bill Murray ever was. Uh huh. Yep. I am shocked you don't have more to say about Bill Murray Lee. Why? I mean, I mean, <laughs> I, I saw the hair, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a big deal. If it's not a big deal, it's not going to be worth it. You know, like, why why introduce anybody like this? And then you it hear wasn't the voice, and I'm like, this is great. But then, it was, but then it wasn't a big deal. Well, I mean, his character was what it was, but I I believed his character. He did a good job in the role. Was it... See, have you seen Zombieland? Yes, of course. Yes. Was, that Bill, was that Bill Murray? Yes. yes. Okay, it was Absolutely Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Yes. Like, it was... Specifically, w- Bill Murray. That was fantastic. Yeah. 
It was. Bill Murray as a zombie in his own theater was amazing. He um in this movie he <clears throat> asks the dumbest question in the world, what are ants? Uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. Yep. Things get awkward pretty quick cuz he um he and uh you know, he and Janet have Janet. a history. Mhm. That's weird. How long has it been for him since she left? And how long you... It seems like it's been about the same. Yeah. No. I guess so. Like, so I mean, t- so time in the quantum zone is the same as time in regular time. It seems to be. But yet when Scott Lang goes into the quantum realm, it's not. We don't know. I, I don't know. It depends on where he was in the quantum zone, I guess. Quantum realm. Yeah, okay. I, I don't really it's, know. They, they did a bad job defining it or explaining yeah. it. Yes. So we're back with Scott and Cassie. Things aren't all that great down here in the quantum realm. The Conqueror took their homes, built and built his kingdom on top of all the ashes, and they're just running for their lives now. Great. So more building up the big bad of this movie, who, as of right now, seems like a pretty big deal. Cassie wants to help. Scott just wants to get her home. And then it's not their fight to to have, but none of that matters because shortly they all start getting attacked. Like, it's, it's the weirdest thing in the world how you go from Scott wanting to get her home, it's not their fight, and blasey blasey, and then all of a sudden the attack happens, and he's right there fighting. I, okay. Yeah. Same old, same old. Okay, I so, guess so. Maybe you'll know this, Will, because I don't, because I, I didn't do the comic books. <clears throat> They're making Kane the Conqueror a big deal, correct? Yes. Yet, Scott Lang defeats him in this movie. Kind of. Loki defeat Loki defeats him in Loki. Yeah, he's been defeated twice now. Mm-hmm. What makes him a big deal? Just the, the fact that there's a ton of them. The well, fact that the, is... the fact that there's a ton of them. The fact that mm. um, a good majority of them range in how dangerous they are, how strong they are. Right. right. It's or a is thing. it more like the, the is it more like the one that as one of them's killed <laughs> off, one of them gains more power? It, it seems that it would seemed be like amazing. It, got, it seems like it was kind of going to go in that direction. I'm like, that would be cool. That was that, a, that would was a be really good, like, amazing, like a Highlander, the, the one yeah. type idea. Yeah, right. So let's cut to the chase with this uh, this Bill Murray character. He's he's setting them up, completely setting them up. The baddies come in. They're getting ready to take everybody away. There's a big brouhaha fight. Pym throws some of his Pym particles at a drink that's supposed to be a drink, and this giant octopus comes out of the glass and eats Bill Murray or just snaps him I in actually, half. I actually, yeah. I thought that was interesting, you know, the justice. Like, he's sitting there. He's like, here, drink this thing. Uh, no thanks. And you're like, oh, no, come on, do it. And he's like petrified, and then suddenly he blows up, and he's just like, ha ha ha! You ha, ha, ha. His face immediately changes to, oh, I'm mad now. Oh yeah, like this, like this little octopus inside of his glass is timid and terrified that he's going to be eaten or drank by something, and then all of a sudden he's massive, and you could just see like what are supposed to be eyebrows just frow, and it's it's pretty <laughs> cool the way that everything happens here. I thought it was really neat. I thought it was. I really enjoyed cool. it. They get into a ship, and this part was disgusting. How Hank has to shove his hands inside what, like, overgrown udders on a cow to steer the ship. Where it just makes no sense. How are you? How are you controlling? He picks it up pretty quickly. He really picks it fast. up pretty quick. Really, really fast. And then he has no issues doing it again. 
Yeah. Not anymore. It's kind of gross. And it I, looks all snotty when he puts his hands in oh it, too. Like it's oh, my God. Ridiculous. While um while Scott and Cassie are trying to defend these people or their new friends that they met, we get this machine that just comes barreling in and just starts destroying everything, and then it gets right up in Scott's face, and, oh, it's Darren. And they make... they He's the butt of the joke throughout this entire movie. <laughs> but... Really? He's a giant butt with legs and a face. Okay. It's funny. It is funny. It's funny. It's It's not bad. It's not bad. We then get a big expo dump. Janet gives the rundown of Kang and everything that he is. He crash landed. His ship travels the multiverse and through time. Time is not what we think it is. That's the way that they explain that whole thing away. And the two spend years fixing the ship so that they can go home. They're trying to recharge the core of the ship, and eventually they are successful. Now, his ship is neurokinetic, which means it can read his thoughts. And when Janet touches this thing, she sees exactly everything that, you know, Kang has done, the trillions of people that he's killed and the worlds that he's taken over, and she just can't leave him there. So she blows up his core and then books it away. And now Kang is left with his suit that is magic and powerful, and he basically turns the quantum realm into his kingdom. Common sci-fi trope. Oh, yeah. Happens all the time. But I had a question, and I just lost it. I hate when that happens. Hmm. I don't know many people who love when that happens. She so so here it is. She has to explain how time works in the quantum zone. <laughs> the phantom zone. <laughs> but yet, yeah. <laughs> but yet it, it it runs on pace with regular time. So what would be the need of explaining it? Does it does it run on pace with regular time? So we saw Scott the qu- come back and he was like, I feel like I've been gone for minutes or an hour or whatever it was, and in fact, That's what- it was like five years. But that's what I just asked: is is she? How long was she down there for? Yeah, was she down there for thirty years? I mean, for our time frame, she was. But was it ten minutes for her? The story and the history that she has in this takes a long time. So was she down there for actual thirty years, and then up here was actual thirty years, or where does it go? I don't know where it goes. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I. The way the time works, right as of right now, inside of the MCU is c- kind of all over the place. In Loki, yeah. it's one thing, and in, in here it's something different. I'm pretty sure Strange played with time a little bit, and it was just kind of wonky. Like there, there was there was there was problems all over the place when it comes to time. You can, I mean, you can you can take this whole thing back to, uh, well, what was it, Infinity War, or or even um, Endgame if you want to. The way the time travel worked in that movie doesn't always make complete sense like at all but they did a decent job defining what happens in that movie though explain that like if you take the and they use the infinity stones if you take this out and then you put it back it refixes it that made sense whether it's accurate or not is a different story but it made sense they tried and they did it 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 made more sense than this yes you're right uh king emerges and we see him, Jonathan Majors, after the town, the city, the quantum people, they're all defeated. And now 
Scott and Cassie are being held prisoner, and here comes King, and he's basically like, listen, Janet stole something from me, you're going to help me get it back, or I'm going to kill your daughter, and he uses his magic to get his way, and eventually <laughs> it is agreed upon that he is going to go and fix the core that she blew up. She blew it up. Yeah, it's gone. But it's not. It's there, <laughs> just in pieces, and now Scott has to go down even more subatomic than he already is to put it back and, together. Is it in pieces, though? It's one big piece when he gets to the bottom of it, and he just picks it up. It's not like it's fragmented. Well, no, it's he just... has to throw he has to throw the, the, the pin particles at it, the shrinky, shrinky pin particles at it in order to bring it all back together. That's the answer. Yeah. Because it exploded and it just stayed in that frozen stasis. I I guess so. Modog does warn him before he goes down that things are going to get really weird. And when he gets down there, things immediately get weird because Paul Rudd begins to multiply. Yeah. <clears throat> this was a joke. I'm sorry. The pyramid of Paul Rudd's? Well, the it was ants. No, it was it already was hinting towards the way that this was going to end. Because it's a if you've ever watched like a colony of ants, the way that they build bridges or the way that they get to high places, they build a pyramid. Yep. Okay. But the one thing that the the the, the one thing that saves Scott Lang in this is his daughter. Mm-hmm. They all have the same thought, which is what makes him unified. It's really weird. It's really it's, weird the way that all of this happens. And you even got Paul Rudd dressed up in a, a his ice cream uniform. I, I don't know. I don't know. Just the way that everything came together. So Hope is coming down, and she's going to lend an assistance, and she begins to multiply, but it doesn't affect her the same way that it's affecting Paul Rudd down below. And they throw a bunch of pim particles at this thing, and it shrinks back down to size, and they're ready. And, and yeah, the core is back. Yep. So easy. This could the this could have been a much bigger story and much harder if they made this like they could have very easily made this more difficult. Yes. This was insanely easy to accomplish. Insanely easy this to accomplish. Sh this should have been the third act. So when Kang shows up and he gets his thing, he bats away these two like they're absolutely nothing, like they're flies and they're just left there to die, but they don't die, they come back later on in the movie and Kang now has Janet and he takes off. Why do the bad guys always do this? So the bad guy will take somebody prisoner or hostage. And then like the next scene, we see the cronies bringing the hostage or, or the prisoner to the bad guy all over again. I don't understand why, why things happen that way. It, to me, it doesn't make any sense. And it always bothers me when I see it. And it happens so often in, in movies like this. I just, it's really weird. So we find out a bunch of Kang's motives. He uh, and why he's so hell bent on just destroying everything. It's because the multiverse is dying, and it's because he wants to take revenge on people that exiled him and people who they, you have no idea what loss is. All of this bothers me. His motivations bother me. At least when we got Loki or when we got Thanos, you understood where they were coming from. Their 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 motives were compelling and not agreeable, but understandable. Here, it's just, I'm a bad guy because I'm a bad guy, and that's it. Oh, 
why is the multiverse <laughs> why is the multiverse falling apart? What's causing it to break apart? I have no idea. It's 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 other I versions. I think it's, it's what Peter Parker did. Sure, it's other versions of Kang that are out there that are creating time variants and messing everything up. So now this yeah, version it's, of Kang is he who remains is no longer keeping them in check. That's why. He who remains? Yeah, he no longer remains. Who's he? Who remains? Who is he who remains? He was Jonathan Major's character in Loki. He who remains. Was that confirmed the reason in why... that show that he was keeping everybody in check? Yes. Okay, he said, I completely he said, missed he, that. He said, once I'm gone, you're going to deal with a bunch of other me's, and they're not going to be the same you're as me. Right. Oh, the original Kane character. Yes. That was the whole point. That's exactly what he said. He said, and he was like, see you real soon. I huh. forgot about that. See, that's why the TV shows make it, it make it icky. Yeah. Ugh. To use huh. a 13-year-old word. But that... <clears throat> okay, I guess. <sighs> that's kind of where everybody's at when they watch this stuff. They go, okay, I guess. I'm so, honestly... I'm done with MCU right now until something big happens. So what I don't was, know. I'm, I'm thinking Secret Invasion is going to be awesome. Of course. It looks it maybe. looks really good. Big maybe. Big, big, big maybe. Did you watch the trailer? Not yet. Did you I watch the trailer for this. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness? That looked yeah, awesome, was, too. That looked fantastic. And then we got the junk that we got. <laughs> so like I, was say, like, like I was saying before, the whole... Okay, so the one who remains was keeping everybody in check. So what was King the Conqueror doing in the quantum realm before he got to the quantum realm? He was destroying things. So right. how long after Loki is this supposed to be? No clue. Okay. We're just not even going to. Okay. No idea. All right. Secret so, Invasion is a TV show? Yes. Not a movie? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, here we go. So, he gives a speech about why he's doing what he's doing, and he built an empire, and he wants to take everybody with him. We cut back. We cut back, and the answer, the answer coming now, because they've been talking to Hank the whole time, the ants built their own civilization, and they have a bunch of really ants have a bunch of really good tech. Ants have a bunch yeah. of really good tech. They were building stuff in the background to them. He even says it to them. With, it feels like they've been there for a really long time and it could be years. And they had all this time to like advance themselves and like make this giant. How does time work? <laughs> they drank the ooze. That's gonna be the that's gonna be the excuse moving forward. Anytime we're talking about MCU, we come across something that we don't understand that doesn't make sense. They drank the ooze. That's gonna be the new. That's gonna be the new excuse moving forward with everything, with everything. Cass sends out a message to everybody, telling them to pick up arms and fight. He can't defeat us all. We're powerful together. Blah 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 blah. So they come yep. to fight. They come to fight, and the big oh, jelly dude gets shot up, and he's full of holes. 
punches up and he gets shots up and now he's full of holes and he screams, I have holes. And then he turns into Kirby and eats a bunch of the bad guys. It's so ridiculous. And the fact that if we all come together, we can beat Kang. No, you can't. No, you can't. Like, no, they, they don't. Not at all. Not at all. Not even a little bit. Not even a little no. bit. So, yeah, pick up arms, fight. Kang is now trying to escape. He's got his shields going. He got the weapons going. He got his core. It's activating. He's charging up his ship. He's ready to get out of there. He's going to bring everybody with him. But there's there's a really big problem. And it's, again, it's ants. We'll, we'll get there later. We'll, we, we will get there later. He suits up and goes down to the street. And he just starts using his his laser hands to kill a bunch of people just because yeah. he can. Lasers out of his hands, that's his only weapon. We don't see him with anything else. He has a giant force field and lasers for hands. This is Kang. This is the big bad. Yeah. And then we get oh, the yeah. class then we get a classic three V one fight where it's 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 Scott, it's Hope. It's Cassie. They're all trying to take out Kang. None of them are able to really do anything. He fights them off with relative ease. He doesn't break a sweat, but then the ants come mm-hmm. and swarm him. Mm-hmm. And eventually they break through his force field. Mm-hmm. And you think that he is torn to shreds, but he's not. He comes no. back later. Mm-hmm. But the ants look mm-hmm. like they absolutely tore him to shreds. Mm-hmm. Do you know what defeats him, though? At the very end? At the very yeah. end? Well, Scott. he gets defeated. The, well, yeah, but... Scott defeats him. Well, Hope <laughs> defeats him, kind of. Scott, who has no superpowers. None. Beats no. this guy who has all like this, this, all the strength. Love. Well, he lost, he lost <clears throat> his power. He lost his, his mechanical enhanced power. Who, Kang? Yeah. At that point? Yeah, but Scott wasn't shrinking, so he doesn't have any power at all. Yeah, he looked like, you know, Peter Pan. I, I love... The, do you want an orange now, don't you? Because she, like, got really big. Yeah. Because she citrus. starts doing... No, I have citrus. A lot of citrus. She gets big. Yeah. He's big. They find each other. They hug. Wait, Everything is cool. Do you have a craving cool. for dairy products? Oh... <laughs> no. Drink a chocolate milk. Ugh. Men in Black Three. Is that chocolate milk? Let's not talk about Men in Black Three. <laughs> wow. Awful. That's terrible. Anyways, Janet opens up a portal. She opens up the portal to go home, and everybody goes through. Everybody except for Scott, who got to stay behind and deal with Kang. Now, like you said. Part of his suit broke during his whole thing with the ants. The ants broke part of his suit. So now he's just a guy. And Scott is just a guy. And there's absolutely no way that I believe that Scott is beating up anybody just as a guy. No. And why no. is he afraid to just go back? Just go back. Leave him there. Leave him he there. Do any- he can't do anything now. Well, he could come along with him is the idea. Sneak in with him. Right? No. Because he barely had enough time to get it. So he just jumped right. in and and then closed the gate. Because as quickly as he jumps into the gate afterwards, it closes right behind him. Closes right, right behind him. Closes right behind him. 
So they defeat Kang by love. I can't, I can't, I, love, love. <laughs> it's love. They love each it other. It is because they love it, each man. other. It's that's the that's how they beat him. I, I that's how, that's what I got out of it. He is he is pushed back or he trips. I still can't tell, and the core sucks him in. Yep. Okay. And then the core just. The pow- the power of love is I, a curious thing. Yeah. You can't beat it. Don't don't play it. <laughs> Please don't play it. <laughs> he, he was gonna play the power of love. So the core sucks him in and then the core goes boom. The core explodes, right? And Scott and Hope are now trapped inside the quantum realm. Or at least they should be. This is where this movie should have ended. It should have ended right here. You did not need to con- continue going. But, you know, on the other end, Cassie mag- magically clickly clack with the keyboard and a portal opens up and the two of them book it and now they-, they go home. I just, I don't know. I don't know why this happened at the end of this movie. Do you think Kevin Feige or anyone in MCU knows why it happened? That's an interesting question. Somebody should ask them. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Feige, if you're listening, can you please let us know why this ended this way? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Black and white commentaries at gmail.com. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to laugh so hard if all of a sudden Kevin Feige like, actually emails us. That'd be, yeah. I mean, it won't it. happen, but. We made it, boys. <laughs> so, anyways, we end with Scott doing a voiceover. You know, he's reflecting on everything that he went through in the movie. But he does have this moment where he's thinking, but he said he wasn't the only one. He said there were others going to be coming. And everything gets really serious and the music changes. And just like that, he completely ignores all of his negative thoughts and goes on about his life. Yeah. He goes to his birthday cake and everything. And this is the part. They left the very end of this with the spinning top question. So. Is he in a different universe? Is he in the same universe? Is there another one of him around? We don't know. Yeah. It's possible. They 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 did leave it open like that. And the thing they is did. It's, it's believable both ways. Like, you know, was he just being extra cautious? Was he noticing something or you know, is it just just to throw us off? You know, what were they doing there? We have no idea. We'll find out in five and a half years. I guess so. So the end credit scene actually teases a lot. We uh we tease Loki season two because we have Loki and what's his name is his his uh buddy his cop buddy there Mobius Mobius and they're both looking on at a version of King or multiple versions of King, like I said before we have multiple versions of King. Victor Timely was teased. I don't know what I I don't know why, and maybe just maybe just maybe King ain't dead. And uh, yeah, of course, Secret Invasion. Kane's not dead because there's 300 of them. No, this version of Kang. Oh. The version of Kang that got sucked into the uh, the core. That would be stupid. Well, the core's already been repaired twice. Yeah. I know that, but it would be stupid because just just introduce... that, that When you do a multiverse and you have multiples of the same bad guy, when you kill off one, what makes it difficult is the other one rises up. But if you kill off one and then you bring that one back, then there's no need to bring up another one that rises up and it defeats the whole purpose of having a multiverse. 
So kill them. Great. Leave them dead. Let another one rise up. So the only reason why the end credit scene is important is obviously to, to hype up the second season of Loki, but also Victor Timely. I've seen a lot of theories out there about Victor Timely, and one that remains constant is he may or may not have been an inspiration of or a partner of uh, who's Stark's father? Howard. Howard Stark. Really? So there is kind of a loose tie in there where they, they could explore. I don't know. I, I have no idea. They could do whatever they want at this point. I still maintain this movie. This the movie was good all the way up until the end. Like the 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 piss poor way that he was defeated, that Kang was defeated by ants and by a guy with a broken Ant Man suit is ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, it's so stupid. No idea why that. It is makes so stupid, sense. and the fact that we can just open up portals to the quantum realm. With a, with a computer, like, no device, no nothing, just clickety-clack. Okay, it's open. We can go in and out now. Ha-ha! Like, Mm-hmm. And that is it. That, that is it. That is, is it. it. I promised I would get through and it quick, quick, and I did. Here we go. It was, it was a good movie. Yeah. I Overall, I liked the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely want to revisit yeah. There's a part of me that wants to revisit Doctor Strange, too. And I don't know, because I haven't watched it since the three of us watched it together. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, do I really want to watch it again? I know you went back and you watched it, Will. Was it worth the second watch? Once the bad taste is out of your mouth, it's not that bad. When you know what the actual yeah. movie is supposed to be. When you know what the actual movie was about, it's not that bad. I think that I think the sour taste in my mouth for that movie when I first saw it is that those trailers hyped up or everything surrounding that movie hyped it up to be something crazy and it wasn't all that nuts. It was just And the fact that stuff in the trailer never happened in the movie. That too. Yeah, they do that. But aside from they all shouldn't. that, it, it was it was Eh, you might have you might have a better appreciation for it, but not by much, just barely. <laughs> a little bit, but not much. A little well, bit. The cool but thing much. is, we'll we'll have a chance to revisit this because I guess um, by the time we air this episode, it'll be up on Disney Plus. Oh yay! So technically, that's two days from now. It'll be up. But yay! From when people listening to it. Yeah, so it'll they're be moving there. that along quick now. Huh? Yeah, they they've been doing that for years now. Movies don't stay in theaters for that long. Like I remember being a kid and a movie would stay in a theater for like six months, and then like and then six, it would be a, and then like six or seven months after that, it would just be gone, and then like the VHS or DVD would come out like a year. Well, and what a would half happen later. is a movie would come out Christmas time ish, and it would be in theaters until the end of spring, mm-hmm. and then for fall, Christmas time. You would be able to get it on VHS or DVD for your Christmas present. Right. Or order or, it on pay-per-view. Right. Yeah, or yeah. it would come out, you'd have the summer blockbuster. You'd always have the summer blockbuster. Mm-hmm. And it would be out for four to six months. And then by the end of the next new year, in the spring, you could now, you could buy it in the next spring. They would start, you know... Showing the preview for like the coming this spring, you know, 
and it would be January, February that we'd be promoting the movie. Now it's like, what was it? The Batman came out on HBO Max the same time it went into theaters. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just it's just capitalizing on the streaming market. It's massive. Yeah, things are different now. It's massive. So that's just the way it's just, I'm not mad about it. Hmm. I'm not mad about it at all. If I if I had the if I had the option of either going to a theater or just chilling in my house to watch a movie, I'm probably gonna chill in the house. By far. Oh, by far. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> by far. But so that is that. We are done with Quantum Media. All in all, eh. Yay. Eh. Meh. 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 Eh. Meh. Eh. Meh. 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 All right, we're done. Eh. You guys are just. <laughs> <laughs> all right, good night, everybody. All right, guys. Have a good one. See ya.